This is a short bite episode of Homeschool Together. Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast short bite edition. Today we're going to be talking about a game called A Bear Went Over the Mountain. We like to talk a lot about game schooling here. We've, in one of our earlier short bites, we talked about Outfoxed. Today's another game that we're going to be talking about, but it's a very special type of game. Mm-hmm. It's called a print and play. So what's a print and play game, Arrow? A print and play is a, a game where you download the, the digital files, usually in PDF, and then you print them yourself and you can uh, decide how you want to store those games. Sometimes they have box printables and things, but you basically make the game yourself. You source pieces from around the house for pawns and things. Typically the games are free, but not always, just depending depending upon the publisher, this is a free game. Okay. So when you say source things, like what type of things are you going to be pulling? Like little wood pieces, maybe a dice or two? Right. Yeah. Just some some basic things. You might pull objects you could use as pawns. Okay. So instead of the little, uh, I don't know, little chess piece looking guys like Sorry or whatever, sorry you, might, character, yeah, you might go and, you know, usually we would harvest them from another game that we have and use those as pawns. You could use rocks. You could use anything that you want I to do. I actually believe on Amazon they sell kind of game pieces generalized game pieces maybe we'll link it in the show notes um do these how do you you know if it's just just paper my goodness it's going to crinkle on the first use you know what ways do we do we use to make games last longer yeah so depending on the game you can you can always print it on cardstock something a little heavier which which we like to do Mm -hmm. uh you can depending on what it is the piece of it maybe we'll print it on a thinner paper and then we'll mount it on poster board if it's the game board itself one of the ways that we like to do for all of our cards, and this is a card game, is to laminate it. So we have a very basic Scotch laminator that we purchased on Amazon for. And we use this not just for games, but so. pretty much everything. Yeah, we laminate everything. The laminator is one of the best things I ever bought because it was so affordable. I think it was like twenty under twenty five bucks, and then the sheets for it, I get a hundred eight and a half by eleven pouches for oh, maybe twelve or thirteen bucks. I haven't even gone through them all yet. The thing is amazing. I can laminate everything, and it works perfectly for print play games. So that's exactly how we did Bear Went Over the Mountain. I heard about this game on uh, one of our game schooling Facebook groups, and I was really excited because it was free, and they said that it was the perfect game for preschoolers. So these are you know awesome games. You can cut them into all their component pieces. You can laminate it, put it into a baggie, toss into your purse. Great thing to take to a you know hopefully one day. We can all go back to restaurants, but it's a thing that you can take with you if you're sitting on a ferry ride or if you're sitting on a long bus ride with your kids or on right. a plane ride. You can just pull it right out of your purse and it's ready. So Bear Went Over the Mountain. Talk a little bit about the game. What's the goals? How do you play it? So a Bear Went Over the Mountain is a set collection game. So there's a bunch of different types of game mechanics in our geeky game world. A set collection is where you're you're uh, collecting cards to, to build a, a set on the, on the table. So this is a, a similar game. And this is basically where you are going to build a, a landscape of a forest uh, with hills. So you're going to have hills and they're going to have different types of trees or meadow. And there's you'll characters have, and there's bears and you'll animals. You'll have some animals. So it's a great, it's a rabbits, great game to squirrels. Kind of, you can incorporate it into any type of nature unit study that you might be doing any type of nature exploration right, a great you're doing camping hikes. game a great camp oh that's a great idea yeah actually. you know what i love about print and play games is that they're so cheap i just don't really have to worry if something happened to it yeah. 
Oof, you know, Pretty I don't yeah. even have to care because I just print another one. So this game is great. At the beginning of the game, there's going to be a few goal cards. So like let's and you would you would randomly choose uh, however many you want to use. So let's say a goal card is to have the most mammals or um, the most small mammals. So that'd be like squirrel and rabbit or uh, the most large animals. So it could be bear. And I think there's a moose. So you've got kind of these goals. And then on every turn, I think there's four or five cards that sit on the table. And each of you, when it's your turn, has to pick one of those cards to add to your scene. So you start your scene with your first uh, your first uh, scene with uh, some sort of hill on it and whatever animals and trees you have. And then you're going to choose a card that's going to go next to it. And that's going to start building your scene. What I really like about it is our daughter has to keep the goals in mind and there's probably four or five goals. So she has to know what the goal is and it changes every game. She has to evaluate the cards that are on the table and decide which one fulfills the goal best. She also has to keep in mind what I have, right? Let's say one of the goals is to have the most rabbits. If she has four rabbits and I have no rabbits, does she go for another rabbit card? So this was interesting. When we first started playing this, she would. She would say, well, there's a rabbit goal. I gotta have the most rabbits. And she would end up in the game with like eight rabbits and I would have one rabbit. So she wasn't taking into account, you know, that she only needed enough to beat me. She was just trying to get the most. And as we played more and more, she really started to see like, okay, so they're watching the goal. They're evaluating the cards. They're evaluating your cards. It's such a simple game to play, and yet it has some of these complex logic decisions. And and what's really important is when you're getting into gameplay and if you're trying to pull in game schooling ideas, not maybe intensively, but if you're trying to pull in some game schooling uh, uh, games into your curriculum, this is that first time where we've seen where we're getting past the flip a card. What number does it say? Move my, you know, sorry pawn for right. this. Is, she's a actually starting thing. to have to think abstractly, test the rules, see how she can not necessarily a competitive thing where she wants to win. No, she does like she to, does win. Want to win. She plays, she's a cutthroat, you know, make sure you have a food taster when you're playing with her. <laughs> the, she does like to win. Um, that's why we play so many cooperative games. That's why we play a lot of cooperative games. This is the first time, you know, you'll see that, that young learner begin to think more abstract about the rules, creativity. She's imagining a couple moves ahead of, and it's really bringing in that, that, that really critical thinking skills that you wouldn't imagine that would be part of like, say a game of sorry or something of that nature. She's got to really think. Right. Those are reactionary games, right? Oh, Hey, I rolled a five. Then I go five spaces. This one, she's got some decisions to make. I also like that it brings in basic math. She has to constantly recalculate her totals of each Mm -hmm. of the items. And she has to calculate my totals. And there's also a couple of cards for the highest mountain and the lowest Valley in which you have to count your elevation gain and loss and so that's, you know, you're getting to, to more addition and subtraction. So really great. So when you have these type of games, this sounds, you know, if somebody who's not used to a lot of gameplay or they're not used to print and plays or, or doing a lot of game schooling, this can sound very complicated. You know, what age group is this for? What, what age group does this target? I think that this is best for four to seven, maybe. I personally enjoyed playing it. I thought it was fun as an adult. Um, it's great. I think there's there's a low there's a low cost a low ink version, so that doesn't have quite as many colors on it. And then they have a full color version of it. And you as use well. the full color version. I and did. It's it looks really, really vibrant and beautiful. It's it's, right. it's actually a, a very beautiful print play game. 
yeah, this is a great game. It's totally free. We'll link it in the show notes so that you can all find it, print it. Tell us if you enjoy the game. We certainly did. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling! Welcome back. (laughs) You do this every single time. You have to restart. Shut up.